So, Laura, welcome to Kumara Collective's podcast. Um, so, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? So, um, I have lived in Kumara for nearly five years. Mm-hmm. I've recently purchased a business locally, uh, Pampered Princess, which is um, a kids' beauty salon and party venue. So, um, love being part of the community. Um, I'm a mum. I've got a four and a half year old. Um, we love doing things within the area. We try to support local businesses where we can. Um, and really just enjoy everything that Kumara has to offer. So four and a half year old, or yep. let, hold on, let's say you've lived in Kumara for five years. Where yep. did, where from, where were you from before then? So I'm originally from the UK. Yeah. Uh, when I came to Australia, I did a bit of backpacking and I got sponsored here in the Gold Coast. So I moved around. Uh, when I was young and single and child-free and moved my way around. Um, I think I lived in nearly every suburb in the Gold Coast. Uh, and then once I um, found out I was pregnant, wanted to obviously move somewhere that was a bit more family-orientated, leave the the high life and the, yeah. <laughs> all the party scene behind me and move to a more family-orientated area. Yeah. So you've got a four-and-a-half-year-old boy or girl? Girl. Girl. And so how's, the, how's motherhood been for you? Yeah, good. Um, always love children. I've got nine nieces and nephews, so I'm quite wow <laughs> to children. Um, so, yeah, really enjoy. At first, I struggled probably with the work-life balance. Mm-hmm. I was not in a good financial position and didn't intend to have a baby at the time, and I had to go back to work after ten weeks. So I was pretty much back into full-time corporate position working in Brisbane Um, my daughter was straight into childcare so I guess now that we've stabilized ourselves and really um, got to grips with what we want to do now was the time for me to buy a business and um, have that time with my daughter that I didn't get Mm -hmm. when she was newborn. So why Pampered Princess or what type of business were you looking for were you looking for something before that and you came across Pampered Princess? I didn't know I was looking. Yeah. Um, I was looking for something in my life, didn't know what it was. I was doing a lot of soul search and I knew I wasn't happy and I couldn't put my finger on it. And whilst I was soul searching, I came across the advertisement Pampa Princess for sale and I just knew. It just all clicked into place. I knew what was bothering me was the fact that I'd lost my passion for what I did. I was fed up of having a family that I never saw. I was fed up of carrying the guilt of not seeing the family that I never saw mm-hmm. um, and just sat down with my partner and said, look, I just, I want to buy this business. And he said, okay. And I said, I want to quit work tomorrow. And we did. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So when did you take over Pampered Princess? 30th November. Yeah. And how's it been? Yeah, really, really good. Um, I was really lucky that the business had a great reputation. Uh, and that it wasn't reaching its full potential. I'm from a business corporate background, so for me, that's the easy bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the creative side, the previous owners have done a great job setting everything up, so all I needed to do was pretty much follow that, and, and obviously I've created new packages and things, but the, the basics were already there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've got the probably the business background that maybe they didn't, so we've actually really increased. We've already had a 125% growth increase since wow. December. So it's 
pretty massive, yeah. but that's because the potential's always been there. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't being maximized. So that's the easy bit. Yeah. <laughs> we managed to, to turn it around into a position where I can afford not to work. Uh, the business covers the, the business costs on my personal costs. And mm -hmm. now we just I just want to see that extra growth so that I can expand. So what is Pampered Princess about and what, do, what did it do before you? And what have you added to it? So it's pretty much always just been pamper parties for little girls. And mm -hmm. um, I have probably uh, increased the package value. So incre increased the inclusions and therefore been able to increase the price a little bit, mm -hmm. um, which has obviously helped raise uh, the overall uh, profits of the business. But then I've also included lots of other things. So I don't think the packages necessarily before always looked at what mums really want. And I've got a four-year-old, so I know what we want. Yeah. Um, things like adding a parent area so the parents can actually stay, um, I think was a big deal to people because yeah. people didn't want to drop off their four-year-olds and leave them to do a pamper and then pick them up two hours later. They want to stay. They want to take the photos and, and things like that. So we've added that. We've added in uh, disco packages. We do makeup tutorials for teenagers. We've added in high teas. Yeah. We've really increased... Uh, the optional extra so we do cater for the parents as well so we do mother-daughter packages and we do things like grazing platters for the parents uh, we also open throughout the week by appointment and we do a lot of makeover packages our signature one being a princess makeover where the girls come in they get a top to toe pamper and then we turn them around from the mirror they get their nails uh, their feet they get um we do their hair, we do their makeup when they're not, they're not allowed to look mm -hmm. to their chosen princess. Yep. Then we get them dressed, put a tiara in, spray them head to toe and glitter and stand <laughs> them in front of a mirror, put on the song, open up a curtain and, oh no, it looks so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's one of our favourite things that we do. So yeah, we've just added a, a, a lot more different options on there and I've revisited what they were offering and just thought, you know, what do people actually want rather than trying to tell people what they've got to have. Yeah, absolutely. And I noticed on your website you've also sort of got things that you're selling online now, so your queen and princess robes Yeah. and things like that. Was that something that was before you or is that sort of add-ons that you've – because that's just a whole other level. There's so many layers. Yes. So that opportunity <laughs> in Pamper Princess, I'd always seen that as well. Yeah. Um, but was always intrigued as to why it may not have been done previous. Um, but you look like you are going into this whole different ball game yeah. to what it was like. So the retail side of it, there was some retail, but just asking the staff and the pre previous owners, nobody ever bought anything. Um, it was all dusty. Yeah. <laughs> you just wouldn't. Um, so I guess I kind of looked at what do people want, what is attractive to people, and what prices are affordable to people because, again, I know what I'm going to pay for things yeah um, so I really sort of take that into account when uh, listing things probably the most popular thing has been the robes I've do mother and daughter robes mm -hmm. and also the princess dresses they're available for purchase we also do pamper packs and lots of little trinkets and things like that I'm hoping to extend that into I love the mother daughter range the mother daughter thing is really important to me mm -hmm. and I'm really excited to, to move forward with that. It's just a, a growth thing. I obviously, you need some capital to do it, but I really want to have mother-daughter clothes range, um, mother-daughter swimwear, mother-daughter slippers, 
all those different things, um, yeah, that's that's in the future. So are you, when you look at the business structure, are you planning to do it fully on your own? Are you looking for investors or how are you planning that growth? At the moment, uh, I want to have at least a second uh, business here on the Gold Coast mm -hmm. that I will uh, own and operate. After a few years, I'm thinking maybe about two or three years of successful operation to businesses, then I'd possibly look at uh, setting up a franchise. But uh, it's all just in the air at the moment. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So what's been, you've got a business corporate background. Mm -hmm. um, what has been the hardest thing becoming an entrepreneur, a, a business person in your own right? Um, I don't know. Probably actually not working because there's this constant I've got rid of the mummy <laughs> and now I've picked up this work guilt where anytime I sit down to read a book or turn the TV I think I could be doing something to make money right now yeah. so I guess I fill a lot of my time just trying to think of new things uh, marketing on social media in contact with clients I'm pretty much available 24-7 to my clients and I yeah. probably need to um, find a line there but I guess the difference is I'm now in charge so I can put that down whenever I want my daughter will always come first so when we're spending time together it is on her but I try to allocate you know okay so mummy will paint with you for half an hour the mummy's got to do some work um you're trying to find that line it is hard I had a client a customer come in the other day and she said you reply to my email at 1 30 in the morning and I said well I was awake and it came in and I thought why not yeah. um but yeah probably you should so is your daughter home with you full-time or she could do yeah but um because she had been in kindy full-time and this yeah. is her last year before yep. she goes to school I've taken her out to just do three days now so she's yep. in so you've got kindergarten. that balance yeah i was so going to say because it sounded like you you had her at home and i'm like how are you getting anything done <laughs> well pretty much most of my work is weekend yeah um we do open throughout the week by appointment but we haven't got to a stage yet where we're open yep. so it's only by appointment she goes to kindy three days the other two days um i spend pretty much with her just mobile with work yeah um i've got great support from my partner's family to help out with childcare yeah. whenever I do need to be in work. Yeah. And she's just getting great time with me. She's getting great time with my partner on a Sunday. They have a daddy-daughter day. I'm not allowed anywhere near them. <laughs> and they go for a breakfast and they go do their own thing. And it's great. They never had that before because I was always home. So he could always go to work. But now I'm at work. So yeah. he has to make that time. So how does it work from a business structure, having a lease that you need to pay but you're only open on weekends predominantly how does that sort of go from a business viability perspective so because of the amount of business that we do on the weekend it does cover it yeah um i also saw that as a major thing what are we going to do in these five days that we're not open which is what i'm trying to grow yeah. um at the moment we're probably doing somewhere about three to four appointments during the week which isn't a huge amount but it's certainly a start because they weren't doing wasn't doing anything before the school holidays uh, were busy every day yeah so that we've seen growth there i need to expand that 
I would like to be open um, throughout the week, do more mummy-daughter packages, after-school appointments, we do haircuts and things like that. So I'm hoping to expand that to get that extra um, business throughout the week. And I'm also um, starting to crack the tourist market. So I've just got listed onto the local um, ticket reseller, Ticketmates, who are actually Australia, New Zealand, but um, they're based here in the Gold Coast. And every hotel and tour desk in the Gold Coast use them. So they also have a, a website and a gifting platform as well. So I've just cracked in with them, starting to network with some of the, the tourist uh, agents and things like that. So it's just going to be trying to get my name out there and get people to think of us. We've got a great location near Dreamworld. Mm. It's the perfect thing when people come to Dreamworld, they don't go for the day anymore because the passes just don't make it viable. Yeah. They come, they buy a week's pass or a year's pass even. Um, they're looking for other things to do in the area so they can go in, spend two hours there and, and do something else. So, and we're in perfect location for that. Yeah. So. so how, what's your, I call it an entourage, but who do you have around you? So do you have employees? Do you have contractors? How do you make it work considering your background? I'm assuming is not a hairdresser or no. things like that, <laughs> but how do, how do, what's your entourage look like? So at the moment, um, for the actual business, my staff are pretty much all juniors. Yeah. So my oldest member of staff is 18. Mm -hmm. My youngest is 14. Wow. And I've got six girls that work for me. Now, they do all the hosting of the parties um, and anything to do with the kids. They're all blue card certified and they are great hosts. They're actually better than probably any over 25-year-old I could hire because they've just got that much energy and can relate and the kids think they're cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that works really well. Now, when it comes to mummy treatments, and obviously I want to have a professional. So I'm not in a position to hire anyone. So what I use is mobile technicians. So I use a mobile hairdresser, a mobile nail technician, and a mobile beauty therapist. I use the rates that they would charge a normal mobile client if they were going to their house. And then I just simply add that onto my child price. So uh, mum can come in and get a pedicure. Her daughter can get a pedicure. Mum's getting done by the nail tech for the same price it would cost her to have it done in her own home and cheaper than salons. And the daughter's getting done at the same time by one of either myself or, or one of our staff. And they get to do it together in a child-friendly environment. So it works really well. The technicians, they're getting extra business. It's also easier for them to work in a salon environment than in someone's home. Mm -hmm. So it's really a win-win situation. It's working really well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so how you, you sort of mentioned before about getting your name out there, how are you doing that? What platforms are you using? What's your marketing plan? So social media is massive at the moment for us. We've more than doubled our followers on both um, Facebook and Instagram, and we get a lot of business through both of those platforms. Haven't really cracked the LinkedIn yet, but that, I think that's just more laziness. I really haven't applied myself because I've got 5,000 followers on LinkedIn so I could probably really do something with that but I just haven't quite got there yet that's next on the list um, I've also collected an email database which they weren't doing previously so I've got 600 people already signed up as VIPs and I email them weekly with special offers and news and tell them what's going on other than that it's really just marketing so just getting out there uh, sorry networking just going out and meeting people and taking part in heaps of different collaborations to do uh, loads of giveaways and things that we do um, online. I uh, donate raffle prizes. Um, I've had 
one article already in Gold Coast Bulletin. I've got another one going in tomorrow. Um, just out and about, doing whatever I can, talking to whoever I can. If I'm in the supermarket and there's a notice board, I'm throwing up a flyer, whatever it takes. I've even got my daughter telling kids in kindy she won't be their friend. <laughs> I didn't tell her to do that. <laughs> Someone did tell me that she had said that they had to have their party at Pampered Princess or she wasn't going. Well, there you go. She's already so started. So family affair. Yeah, absolutely. And how's that mother-daughter? Because the business is so personal to you as well, being a mother of a daughter. Yeah. Um, how's that relationship changed since having Pampered Princess, I guess, because it is about her. Yeah. Um, and it is about you. Uh, and not everybody always gets that alignment um, with business and, and family. Yeah. So what's that been like? It's great. She loves the business, as you can imagine. Yeah. And she is, when we don't have clients, she's always there with me. If we're in store, obviously, otherwise we I can work from home. But she has her own jobs that she has to do weekly, fill in the uh, party bags and things like that. These are things, responsibilities that she has. And as she gets older, I want her to continue to have responsibilities. I guess it's probably a bit early to say, but my thoughts are that I'd like to um, give her that business when she's 18 for something for her to be able to grind her teeth on it and get into the business world. So when she's old enough, I'd like her, if she wants to, to work there yeah. um, and learn how to do it and slowly hand over and she, so she can have a business when she was 18 to run if she wanted to. Yeah. So it's a long-term, it's a long-term yeah. thing, forever thing for you. But it works um, well for us at the moment because it's she, every, she loves everything about it, of course, and it's very child-friendly. My staff adore her, um, and she really inspires us and, and reminds us why we do it. So, yeah. yeah, awesome. Um, and so, what do you think your biggest challenge is coming up? I think trying to tackle the tourist market. Uh, I can see um, the potential. I think it's really obvious, but you always do when it's your own business. Uh, uh, that's probably where I've had my biggest setbacks. So whenever I've tried to join a, a tourism group or even with getting the products listed on that platform, the first answer was no. You're not suited to the business. Okay, hang on, let me tell you why we are suited. And that I just went back at them until they basically gave in and let me join. Yeah. Um, because they're not seeing that when they first see the business. So I think I've got a lot of work to do on my branding. So when you go to the website, people are seeing the pamper parties, which is important. I didn't want to lose that because that's the, the main part of the business. But I've got some work to do for people to start seeing us as a salon or as a tourist thing to do. Yeah, more yeah, more than just the parties. Yeah. That's why I said earlier the the growth we've made so far, whilst that's huge, that was the easy bit because that business was already there. It just wasn't being taken advantage of. Yeah. The new part of the business, that's the tough bit. That's gonna be the hard bit to grow because people have no idea that you do offer those services. Um, you've gotta change their minds about where they are currently going. This isn't about, because this is a regular everyday thing that people can do. A salon, you know, getting your hair cut somewhere, that, that's a big thing to get people to change their mind about where they're going to get your hair cut. 
Definitely. I know I've been with my hairdresser four years, so yeah, it's it's tougher. Yeah. So that would be a big challenge. Um, and so do you feel that you're working more or less since taking on your own business? I'm definitely working more, but it feels like less. Mm-hmm. I don't think it feels like work when you're passionate. When you enjoy doing something, it doesn't feel like work. And when you can blend that so seamlessly into your life, it doesn't feel like work. So, for example, on a Friday afternoon, we always have to go do all the shopping for the parties on the weekend. Well, I'm going shopping and I'm taking my daughter and we go have lunch before and she'll have a play in the park and then we go around the supermarket and she helps me buy all the things. Then we go back to the shop and we put everything away and we fill out our little part of it. That doesn't feel like work. But it is. But it is, yeah. In a previous job, even when I've worked in events, I couldn't take my daughter. I couldn't... Um, it wasn't fun. Yeah. Uh, it is always that element of where you have to answer to someone and trying to make the right decision, trying to second guess what someone else would do. And you don't have to do that. You just you can make completely your own decisions. And if it's the wrong decision, it's the wrong decision. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you take responsibility for it. Mm. So Kumara, why Kumara? You said you sort of wanted to settle down away from all the party life of other suburbs yes. in the Gold Coast. <laughs> um, but Kumara, your business is here as well. Yes. How do you, what do you see for the future of, of the region, of the area? Kumara is, even since we've been here, it's grown massively. When we moved here in um, 2015, there wasn't a supermarket. There, there was nothing I, like Foxwell Road was nothing. There was no Westfield. There was no Woolies. There was nothing. And um, we had to come all the way down um, to Apokumara area to, to have anything. There was nowhere to eat. <laughs> so it's grown incredibly. And that's really exciting. We were one of the first people to move in our street. And now we've got people all around us. Uh, originally, because we just rent at the moment, Originally, we'd said, oh, we probably wouldn't live in Coomera. This is just where we're renting because the prices were great. Uh, the area was just perfect for um, family. But we've always wanted somewhere with a bit of land. So we always thought we'd probably stay similar, but not necessarily in Coomera. But we've just never moved. And now for a business year, we just enrolled my daughter into Coomera Anglican. So I don't think we're going anywhere, yeah. <laughs> even when we buy <laughs> Um, I'm sure it will still be in Coomera. Um, do you have any mottos or quotes that inspire you? Somebody actually said to me the other day, a friend of mine, um, just keep doing. So even when things are quiet and you think nothing's going on, just keep doing, just keep moving. When things are good and the money's flying through the door, keep doing because it will all taper off. So you just have to be really consistent. And make sure that you're always looking for opportunity, always trying to think of something outside the box, always thinking of something new to, to bring new business your way. And when you reflect on you as a child, did you ever think that you would be where you are today? No. I wanted to be um, a school teacher, and I'm actually a trained <laughs> primary school teacher. I went to university. Yeah and um, did a drama and teaching degree and I've never taught a child in my life. My career, I was just in the right place at the right time and at a very young age 
at 23, I was manager or head of sales for the biggest cruise agency in London, which was a huge job for someone of that age. And after that, I went backpacking and ended up here in Australia. I didn't think any of that would happen. When I became a travel agent when I was 16, on a Saturday <laughs> when I was in school, I didn't think that that was the way that that was going to, to lead me. And now I'm painting kids' nails. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you, have you traveled a lot then? Yes. Where's yeah. your favorite place in the world? Um, I love uh, Thailand. I really love Thailand. I spent quite a, a lot of time there. Um, as a child, we were going to move to Florida. So we used to go to Florida twice a year, every year throughout my childhood. So that always has really fond family memories for me. Um, and then I love New Zealand. I thought New Zealand was incredible when I was there. I couldn't believe all the different experiences you can have in one little country. It was insane. So yeah, it'd have to be a three-way time, I'm afraid. <laughs> and just to finish off, what would you say to your daughter? Uh, what advice would you give to your daughter today um, about life and her future? To know her worth. I think that's something that um, I probably didn't when I was a teenager. And I think that's something that a lot of girls don't do. I think it's really important to respect yourself and know what you're worth and not let anyone take advantage of that. Yeah. Awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Uh, no, I don't think so. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming no, and um, being part of the Karuma Reflective podcast. Perfect. Thank, Thank you. you.